Good morning. Uh, uh, I don't Ish. know why. I don't know why that was freezing up. Uh, uh, hey, hey, we're back. We're back. Baseball's back. Hey, hey. <laughs> we, we, we didn't go on strike. We didn't have a league-mandated lockout. We didn't have anything. We just had events. Yeah. I had some things come up on my end. So, well, good morning-ish to everybody who is watching. Welcome to another episode of Just a Bit Outside. This is this is a pretty exciting one this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Yeah, and if you follow us on Twitter, you know why. Yeah, Mister Quigley over there tweeting away. I'm ready. John looks like he's ready. He's got his caffeine flowing through him. Let's do it. Ten cups right. of sugar with no bird dog in it. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're gonna start with a. Uh, was a topic that is going to bite up or chip some of our butts over here because of being Phillies fans. Our uh, first no-no of 2022 happened the other night against our wonderful fight in Phils against a stupid team called the New York Mets. Ugh. And what a Ugh. what a crappy game that was being a Phillies fan. And John John can vouch for me that seeing a no-hitter is cool in person. Except for when it happens against you, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's still an experience, though. You get, you say you get to see one. So we saw Josh Beckett. What was that? Probably 2014. 2014. 2014. May, yeah, we saw May that. 25th, 2014. Yeah, we the got day to see that. that. Will never leave your memory. No, it won't. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean that was, get... that pitching matchup was uh, AJ Burnett and Josh Beckett, which was not a Ugh. pitching matchup you thought would be elite. And that was when Becca was playing for the Dodgers, and uh, yeah, that was that was that was no. probably his last what within the last two three years of his career. Yeah, he didn't yeah. pitch much longer yeah. after that. No, 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 he didn't. And thank you to Josh Beckett for ruining that game for us because that was the Dodgers actually had a pretty good lineup that day too. I mean, they scored yeah. six runs, but they had like. Uh, Carl Crawford, Puig, Adrian Gonzalez on that team, Andre Ethier, Justin Turner. And the Phillies weren't too bad either. I mean, that was our Dom Brown era, though, in left field. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the highs and lows. Yeah. A lot more lows than yeah. highs. But, yeah. um, so, so we'll get into to this new no-hitter. The Phillies got their, what I say, 21st time they've been no-hit in Major League Baseball history. With a lineup that was supposed to be sure firepower and well, that's, nowhere that, to be found. That's the downside of the boomer bust offense, you know. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes they'll boom, and sometimes they draw six walks and get no hit. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of highs and lows, right? Yeah, literally a lot of those this year. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. well, somehow the Phillies are still sitting around five hundred. The Mets, I didn't even know they had fifteen wins. Yeah, Mets They're are just, playing really good. You know, well, you can tell how the Mets are doing by Frank the Tank's uh, demeanor on the yeah. He's he's been a happy guy lately. So I don't know if you guys right have uh, seen the standings lately, but there's a team ahead of ahead of Philly that shouldn't be ahead of Philly. Yeah, I've seen that, and we're yeah. not even. We're, we're not, not going to talk about that. Yeah, I don't think it'll last very long. We're not going <laughs> to talk about that, Miami. No, but I mean, it's still early. But the, the Marlins have the Phillies number, man. The Phillies just cannot beat the Marlins. I don't know what it is. They just which can't. Is weird. You think I that know. anybody could just go in and stomp the Marlins? But yeah. the good the good news is though, with being no hit against the Mets, then we turned around last night and came back and offense showed up and 
beat them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. got a chance to take the series today against them if they can put and, it all together and, again. And uh, coming off that Rocky series to lay an egg like they did is really deflating. You know, yeah. it's a good thing I was yeah. watching the draft that night. Otherwise, my TV would probably be broken. <laughs> so listen, I, I've had a lot of things going on TV that night. I had there's some racing going on. We had the draft, and I caught the last three outs of that game, and they looked stupid. I'm just telling you right now, they looked completely stupid in the last three outs of that game. So, yeah, I saw. Yeah, I'll yeah. whiff it on the sliders away. Yeah. Um, so uh, we said there were six walks in this yeah. no hitter. Yeah, six walks. And how many uh, combined pitchers? Five. Jeez. Yeah. See, see, that's my thing. All right, my one point about this is this whole combined no hitters is just like. It's it's not the same as a true. I mean, it's a no hitter, but it's not a true no hitter if you ask me, right? Yeah. And to have fun, to trot five guys out there to do it, I don't know. Just just so, I don't I don't I don't give it the same credence I do. And for... they, they threw 159 pitches too, which is unreal because like the one that we saw John back in 2014, Beckett only threw 128. So. Yeah, and one guy pitched the whole game. That's a real no hitter. Josh Beckett threw a no hitter. What are you going to say to these guys? The guy came in and pitched an inning and a half. I mean, what did he throw a no hitter? No, he pitched an inning and a half of uh, you know inning the third or whatever it is of no hit ball. I mean, that's not. I don't know. It's not the same if you ask me. I mean, we do have a combined no hitter against the Cubs though with um, Cole Hamels last start. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, listen, it's a no hitter. It still counts, yeah. but it's just I don't know. I, I I don't view it the same way. I mean, in the record books, it's still a no hitter no matter what. Yeah, you're yeah. not wrong. You're gonna look back and see Philly's list of no hits, and that that date's gonna be there for the rest of baseball history. Like a lot of other dates in Philly's history, unfortunately. Like it's the ten thousandth <laughs> loss in franchise history, and yeah, ugh, yeah, it's why do why do we torture ourselves, guys? Uh, why do we I mean, torture ourselves? I mean, two thousand eight will forever live on those. So, <laughs> oh yeah, and then if we're gonna go off of the 0880 strategy, we're not gonna win another World Series for what another sixty eight years? Yeah, no, sixty six years. It's been fourteen years, so sixty six years. My math skills are on point. If you can't yeah. tell, yeah, if we can yeah. tell. So, so Tim, Tim, you were telling us a little bit. I'm sure people that are watching somewhat know about it, but tell us a little bit about the, the oh. LSD game. Yeah, once we, we were talking a little bit here, and once we realized there were six walks in the games, I was trying to find a uh, box score. I couldn't quite find it, Trace. If while I'm rambling here, you might be able to find it. But the classic Doc Ellis LSD no hitter, where uh, was that the perfect game? What? No, it was a no-hitter, dude. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, there's no way he threw a perfect – he might have had a perfect game. I don't remember. But the no-hitter, uh, he dropped acid like two days before the game, lost track of his days, and had to fly from L.A. to San Diego and barely got to the ballpark in time to pitch. So. Yeah, he see. he went uh... – June 12, 1970, Doc Ellis no-hit the Padres 2-0 in the first game of a doubleheader, reportedly under the influence of LSD. And there is a little – documentary on youtube if you want to watch it it's it's pretty hysterical allegedly no he, he did <laughs> um, yeah after the pirates had flown to san diego thursday june 11 ellis visited a friend in la and used lsd two or three times <laughs> thinking it was All still together, i guess right th yeah. thinking it was still thursday he took a hit of lsd on friday at noon his friend's girlfriend reminded him at 2 p.m that he was scheduled to pitch that night Ellis flew from L.A. to San Diego at 3 p.m. and arrived at the stadium at 4.30. The game started at 6.05. So he uh, 
He went nine innings, no hits, no runs, no runs. He gave up eight walks and six strikeouts in that game. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, there it is. Yep, eight batters struck out six, aided by excellent fielding plays by second base and Bill Mazeroski and center fielder Matty Alou. Uh, even he can only he claims he can only remember bits and pieces of the game, which you know. Doesn't really <laughs> check that out. Comes <laughs> shocker. Um, yeah. And let's see here. There's a good quote here. I remember hitting a couple batters, and the bases were loaded two or three times. The ball was small sometimes. The ball was large sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> I saw the catcher. Sometimes I didn't. And if those aren't words to live by, right there as a pitcher in the major league, I don't know what are. I'll tell you what, but, uh, that's a peak athletic performance right there. And I don't want to switch sports on you boys. But I was going to say, bring this one. Yeah, this all right. This is, a, this is a gem right here. One of our heroes and great American, uh, John Daly, a Miller Lite <laughs> fan for life since he was about 12 years old. Um, <laughs> but he actually beat he, Tiger Woods in a, uh, in a round of golf after three entire bottles of Crown Royal to himself. Sounds <laughs> about right. Absolute legend. <laughs> All right, we're gonna to go to the next topic because yeah. this this one's gonna this is kind of touchy in some cases. We'll talk a little bit here about Trevor Bauer and his already two year suspension on top of the ninety nine games he's already missed. My opinion of it is I don't think he should be suspended right now. Nothing. He's never been criminally charged with anything, and how can you really say somebody's guilty of something if they've never been criminally charged? So this goes down as the longest suspension in baseball history for domestic violence since their domestic violence policy came into place in 2015. I think the longest was a year. Um, we saw it firsthand with Oduble being suspended. Um, but he was charged, right? He did right. like a pre-trial diversion. Yeah. So yeah, was, he, was, he was charged. Oduble was found guilty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, boys, let's get – I want your opinions. We'll start here with, uh, with John because, Tim, I know you're going to have a – a long opinion on this one, John. What, what? Yeah. Well, on the next one too. Um, so John, we'll go with you here on this one. Um, what's your thoughts here on Bauer being suspended for two weeks or two, two years, essentially. Yeah. I mean, it's a touchy subject, obviously. Um, and the facts have kind of come out, kind of haven't come out. Um, I mean, Bauer's denying all of it. He's emphatic about it. He apparently has a lot of text messages that, um, he thinks, uh, you know, show his innocence and show the woman in question was continuing to text him um, provocative and um, unsolicited things um, after the far after the fact. So it would seem that he has at least a little bit of a leg to stand on. Um, I agree. I mean, it, it feels like MLB didn't do a true investigation, really. They just kind of saw some headlines and got some facts here and there, and they acted very swiftly to just uh, suspend him indefinitely. Now they're coming down with two years. You would think it was with some more facts and evidence. But again, like you said, there has been a lot of law enforcement involvement. There has been a criminal investigation and he has not been charged with anything. So there's probably a reason for that. Right. So the MLB has to, I think, have a more strict um, guidance with these kind of things. And it can't be so arbitrary. Um, and, you know, I, every case is different. Yes. But I mean, where do you draw the line? I mean, there's going to be. Uh, rumors and innuendo about a lot of people, um, things that can be proven, things that can't be proven. And if I mean, if they can't be provable to even bring charges, which isn't the highest standard in the legal system, you got to think that, you know, Bauer has a, has a shot. So he's going to appeal. He's going to fight it. 
we'll see. I don't feel like the MLB is very inclined to give him a fair shake at this point. Cause if they do, um, you know, uh, accept his appeal and uh, lessen or, or get rid of the punishment, they'll have egg on their face. So I think he's kind of screwed regardless. Um, and if he's guilty of it, I mean, then he sucks and he deserves to be suspended. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, truthfully, I mean, yeah. So it's, it's a matter of like, not, not a matter of what he's, they're saying he did is not defensible. And if he did it, then there's no choice but to suspend him for this, but he's vehemently denying it. And I, I think he deserves a, a more of a fair shake. I'd say. I, I, I'm pretty sure that this only this suspension came down because they had that third accuser come out and be like, oh, yeah, he uh, he did this to me and he did that to me. But if you read, if you actually go, if people would go and read a little bit on the first case, like he's he sued the, uh, the woman for defamation because they were able to prove like this was consensual. It just got a little too rough. Um, but now with the third accuser coming out, this kind of goes on and this is not and I'll go to you here in a minute, Tim. Um, this goes to the topic of like Deshaun Watson in the NFL with his, you know, accusations against him. He was basically self-suspended from that and they haven't really done anything with him because we don't know, or NFL hasn't done anything with him because they don't know what's going to happen with all these lawsuits against him for the accusations he has against him. So, so Tim, to that point, I know it's two different sports, but like, why? I want your opinion on this too on Trevor Bauer's two-year suspension. But like, why is baseball being more strict, and why is the NFL basically sitting back? Like, why can't they just take a page out of each other's books? Well, I mean, with things like this, it's so touchy. I don't really like getting into them. Just this is an argument that it seems nobody will ever agree on. Uh, I mean, when it all boils down to it, I guess at the end of the day, uh, with your partner, always be very clear with what you want to do and, you know, clearly draw a line um, and obviously obey that line. Um, but in this situation, MLB, well, he was, he was, sus- or not suspended, but they. Leave um, of absence. Leave of absence. Yeah. Well, that was what for about ye- half a year, roughly. So he missed 99 games last year. Okay. That's when it went in effect, so, so not quite our, halfway. So almost three quarters of a year, or a little bit under half. Sorry, I'm. I was out late last night. I'm uh, still a little fuzzy. <laughs> oh, were you? I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No idea. <laughs> no, no idea. No clue. No clue. That happened. I know. Uh, I, I rarely go out anymore, and when I go out, apparently it's a party. Yeah, we're old Even, men. I feel you, old men, and <laughs> yeah, thir- almost thirty-one as an old man. Yeah, fantastic so- times. Wait, and you got to ask yourself too. Even if he is cleared or exonerated, is any team going to touch him with a ten foot pole? Um, I, I don't think I they think, will. I think there, there's always a need for pitching. There's always going to be a need for solid pitching. And Trace, Lee, you were touching on why is the NFL going one way, why is MLB going the other? I think ever since the NFL screwed up royally with their Ray domestic Rice. violence stuff with Ray Rice and um, who, who was the one a couple years ago with the the Bengals running back, oh, Joe, uh, Mixon. Joe Mixon. Yeah, yeah, Joe Mixon. I mean, there's just a few of them where they okay, you you get a slap on the wrist, but if you wear cancer awareness cleats when it's not cancer awareness month, you're fined like seventy five thousand dollars and suspended for four games, which is a harsher punishment than punching a woman in the face in the bar. 
So the NFL has historically shown a not a lack, but they're they've been what's the word I'm looking for? They're very uh lenient in a way when it comes to throwing down harsh punishments where baseball is like, listen, we're not gonna make that mistake. And Manfred's mind he's probably thinking we're just gonna lay the hammer down and this is the first time, really. I mean, there was the Odubo case last year, which he was gone for a year. But this one, the hammer really came down mm-hmm. with the two-year and suspension. And it's also a matter, even from sport to sport, it's going to be, like, situational to the player. Like, people forget the stuff that Tyreek Hill did. He did awful, terrible, terrible things, right, if you guys even know about it. But um, he got a slap on the wrist, and it never comes up anymore, you know? Um, Adubel is not a good enough player that like, no, it shouldn't determine how good you are. It's the it, fact it that shouldn't, it, it shouldn't at all. I agree, but it does to a certain extent. I mean, I, it doesn't, it should not, would, whatsoever. You, argue, Everybody should. would you argue the fact that Odubel was in a market like Philadelphia, whereas Bowers in Los Angeles and in California, would you argue I mean, to that, a, that at all? To a certain extent, but I definitely still think that, well, look at it this way. Adubel got a year for charges. Right, like provable guilty pleas, guilty convictions, charges. Bauer has not been charged with anything, and he's getting two and a half years. So it's like it's just so arbitrary, is my my point. Right, there needs to be like a cut and dry. Like this is the policy. If you get convicted of this, if you're charged with this, whatever it might be, this is the defined punishment. Right, like like one season, two seasons, lifetime, whatever it is. Like they should come down hard. They should not go easy on anybody. But it needs to be the same across the board. If you ask me, so. Here's my thing though too is like, um, Bauer has that, already had that bad boy reputation with how he was acting when he was in Cincinnati. If you remember the one time he took a ball and chucked it into the outfield, oh, it started way before that when he was but, in Arizona. But still, when he first so came up. so he already has that reputation. So that kind of came back into play on him in this suspension. Um, yeah, I think if he gets it reduced. I think we'll see him pitch again, but I don't know how effective it will be. I mean, how how oh he'll be he'll be fine. I mean, he's still able to go work out on the side and at least it's, get it's it's minor. not even that it's not even that though, Tim. It's he'll be thirty three. Well, no, the backlash he's gonna the, the backlash he's gonna get when he comes if he if this gets reduced or even if it fulfills and he comes through, people are gonna want him gone like the Dodgers might have to say face say cut ties with him the next team the next team that would sign him though they're facing that backlash from the from the like the activists and the protesters are like why are you why are you signing this guy like this is bad for you blah 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 and that's gonna that can really mess with him mentally so don't know how well he's going to be if when he comes out of this because obviously right now pro- innocent until proven guilty he hasn't been proven guilty of anything these are all accusations um obviously something happened yeah, we're not, to, we're not to, detectives or yeah. anything like that to try to figure it out so we're so, just yeah so, yeah opinions. so whatever I, happened happened but i mean this is this is going to be such a touchy subject between now and the next I however think, many years. I think the MLBPA will, you know, tr- he's going to get suspended. I mean, there's no doubt there's going to be a suspension. Two years is probably a little extreme. I think MLBPA will probably try to narrow it down to one. Um, and then 
will any team want to sign him? Because the Dodgers are going to cut ties. What's, what's so funny here, Trace? This is a serious topic. No. Um, the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp. Oh, wow, coming wow. across. Well, uh, sorry. Well, much like Amber Heard, Trevor yeah. uh, Bauer pretty much shit the bed. Um, <laughs> I, I still really think that, like, in, even if in, – unless he somehow – is like proven innocent, which at this point is tough to, to fathom because everything's out there in the public. And no matter what, he looks bad. Like it's not a good look yeah. for him. Even if it was all, was all consensual, like the way it went down, is just not, not a good look and not a good but, way to handle yourself period. But I don't, I think he'd have a hard time landing anywhere after this. Uh, That's my, I mean, it'll opinion. be a hard time, but there's going to be a suitor. You're, you're telling me somebody like take a Detroit, for example, or a, uh, Baltimore want to do it. Philly want to do it. New York want to do it. But just like a <laughs> Pittsburgh doesn't care. So nah, Pittsburgh wouldn't do it. They won't they, spend the money for. They him. won't spend the money. <laughs> yeah, they won't even bring up their star guy at AAA, who's clearly ticked off that he's still there. They're not going to go sign yeah. Trevor Bauer after the suspension's over. Um, maybe somebody like maybe the Rangers or the Astros. Maybe uh, the Astros have the Astros. The Astros have had something similar with Roberto Azuna. When he was traded from Toronto, same yeah. kind of not it. I have to look back in the specifics of it, but I'm pretty sure there would be some pretty comparable things between Ozuna and Bauer when it comes to a domestic violence charge. Except I don't think Ozuna got the uh, he, two years. No, he got, I think the Blue Jays basically kind of gave him that suspension. I don't think MLB did anything for that. I'm probably wrong. I don't remember. At the end of the day, uh, proven or not, legally, whatever it is, Trevor Bauer has proven himself beyond a reasonable doubt that he is a low character guy. Yeah. So I think there, I mean, you're right. There might be a team out there that'll, that'll take him on, but they're going to get a lot of backlash and deservedly so. Okay. I don't, I mean, um, I, if, if the Phillies signed him, I would be very unhappy. And it's not, not the kind of guy you want in the clubhouse, period. So USA Today, Roberto Azuna. Arrested on suspicion of assaulting a woman while he was a member of the Blue Jays. He was placed on administrative leave hours after the May 8th arrest. Base MLB ultimately suspended Ozuna for 75 games without pay for violating the league's domestic violence policy. Um, let's see here. And, of course, you click on that. The up next story is Trevor Bauer suspended two, two years. Uh, but, yeah, so you, you might be able to draw some comparisons between how MLB is going to handle – Bauer versus how they handled Ozuna here. So it's just a crapshoot, man. They have no defined policy. They have no, they don't follow precedent. They just do what they want to. And uh, it just has to be more black and white, cut and dry, if you ask me. All right. Well, we'll go into the next touchy subject that I know Tim is looking forward to having. This isn't touchy. This is freaking fact. This is freaking the worst umpire in all of Major League Baseball. This is the worst umpire in baseball, period, from little leagues to recreational ball to collegiate short summer leagues to minor league, low double A, triple A, independent ball, Korean ball, Japanese ball. Don't care. Angel Hernandez, the absolute worst umpire ever major league baseball has ever seen in its entire history. If you don't believe me, go look at umpire scorecards on Twitter. I blasted it out. Look at all the wrong calls he made. The only game Angel Hernandez has good has had good. Well, I can't talk. Um, only game that he umps decently was a game on 420 and maybe had a little bit of help with that. I don't know. I can't say for fact. But Andrew Hernandez, 
You suck. Everybody knows you suck. Current players say you suck. Former players say you suck. You suck. You suck, Angel Hernandez. You're the worst umpire. You should never umpire a game behind the plate again. And you're never going to ump a World Series because you're going to ruin that too. No, he's not going to ump a World Series because according to him, they're uh, racist. No, no, no. He lost that lawsuit. You know, oh, you know, you know, you know you're just... a crap. You know you're a crappy umpire when you sue your employer for discrimination, and the judge in the case comes out and says, "Well, no, dude, the... you just suck." <laughs> yeah, basically, but by everything I've have been presented here, you show a clear lack of understanding when it comes to a pressure situation, and you suck. Everybody knows Angel Hernandez suck. The U.S. whatever district court that was handled in in public record basically has in bold headline angel hernandez you suck god damn it kyle schwerber speaks for everybody kyle schwerber had enough and it was actually probably the perfect way to handle it if you're gonna have an outburst like that like he didn't get too close to angel he didn't like get physical he, he made at, perfect points at, i mean he, he he really i mean I, not to cut you off that's him but i really do think like he it, it, it was a um a muted response and less than what oh, it, it really deserved muted. to have. It, it, it was muted. more muted than it. It was more muted than it, than it could have been. It really should have been, honestly, at that point uh, in the game. I go. mean, Angel, Angel Hernandez is like, he, it's about him. It's an ego trip. He wants to be the story of the game. And he was a story of the game. He doesn't care if it's because he's great or terrible. He wants to be the story of the game. And he made himself the story once again. And it's just, it's, it's, it's bad for the you game. You know, it's bad, bad on Sunday night baseball. The announcers are sitting there going, uh, Angel's zone has been a little questionable. Even yeah. the announcers in the game are like, this dude is ass. Well, even when Schwerber like freaked out, the announcers basically like, yeah, Kyle Schwerber speaks for everybody. He finally that reached the boiling the, point where it was just out of control. I mean, just was absolutely the, out of control. It was the second time that game you had been rung up on a zone, on a strike three outside of the zone. Uh, yeah. It happened to Harper. It happened for the Mets too. Um, yeah, look at, look at hate. Look at Josh Hader's face when Angel rigs him up for strike three. He turns around and he's got a face of "Here we go, like so shit." Yeah, and then you cut to McCutcheon in the outfield there on the single shot, and McCutcheon's just laughing, going, "It's about time." And then after the game, ESPN uh, asked him too, you know, how about Angel's zone, and he's just like, "I can't really say what I want to say because I'm on a live mic here." <laughs> and McCutcheon's not going to be one of those guys that would throw somebody under the bus anyway. He's a good character, dude. But if you want to know exactly what Schwarber said, go watch the John Boy video where he breaks down and he lip reads everything. It's a bunch of F-bombs. And Schwarber's, he did it for them. He did it for us. High, outside, low, whatever. It's all horseshit. I mean, it, it was. And it, it, I think it says it all. There's a clip. We might be able to tweet it out after the show. Um, a, a Philly fan stayed after the game and uh, watched Angel. Uh, when Angel yeah, he, he left. He was yelling at him in his car and Angel just looked back at him, gave him like the most like just <laughs> nauseating smirk, grin, laugh. Like he doesn't care, man. He's just just awful. Like, yeah. I don't I don't know. I, I don't think we have enough words. The like, only I mean, reason he still speaks, has a job is because of the union. That's it, it. speaks for itself. I, and anything we say is going to be uh, it, underwhelming. It doesn't truly do justice to how terrible it was. It's just, I mean, inexcusable and any way shape or form but yeah it is what it is he made the uh made the argument pretty well for the virtual strike zone i'll say that right now i think even, harper even said that after the game or girardi one of the two came out after the game and said something about that you i know? don't know if i'd go as far as virtual strike zone but i would i, I don't want a virtual strike zone but 
I will sign any petition that it takes to have Angel Hernandez just not umpire behind home plate. Yeah. I'll take his stupid calls in the field because you can at least challenge those. Right. You can't challenge a ball and strike. I mean, you had uh, what's-his-face back in the day, several years ago, Jim Joyce. No, Jim Mm. Joyce, you made that uh, bad call. That's the only reason you know Jim Joyce's day. Well, right. Because of the one call in his entire career. And it it happens. But but he came out and admitted, I screwed up. You know, that was my bad. I cost that kid a perfect game. Like, that was my fault. he felt terrible about it, too. You could tell he cared. Angel Hernandez doesn't care. He would laugh at the guy. He has zero, zero. (laughs) Well, I'm the words I want to use, I'm not going to use right now because we're trying to be a family friendly show. Yeah, I'm um, a little hardcore there. <laughs> uh, I was, I was speaking of low character guys, yeah, speaking of low character guys, that says it all. That's the nicest way you could put it is he is a yeah. low character guy. You know, if I could describe Angel Hernandez as something, you know, see, this, is, this is not to go in back into this other topic, but like. He's the bed that Amber Heard lays in. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. No, he's he, he's what Amber Heard puts in the bed. Uh, <laughs> take it however you want. Uh, <laughs> had to get that on. had to get that plug in there, Trace. You're, yeah. you're on this uh, this Heard thing, man. It's it's uh, it's interesting. Listen, it's interesting. It, let me see if I can find the unfortunate series that has Angel so, Hernandez. So here, I'm going to show you guys. So this was not to be distasteful, but when Tim was asking what I was laughing about. Yeah, Steph, oh, Steph no. sent this to me, right? What? Oh, oh Amber, God. honey, I'm home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, Jesus. yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus. Speaking having... of low character people, we're just going on all of them. Amber Heard is a low character person <laughs> in the, the nicest possible way I could ever put it. <laughs> pulp. Did I say almost say pulp culture? Uh, pulp culture, <laughs> uh, sports. Anybody? Any other characters you guys want to shoot out here? While while we while actually we're at yes, uh, absolutely. I'm going to um, shout out to Pascal Siakam, the biggest goon in basketball, for shattering Joel Embiid's face, and and also also for every fan in Toronto who is out there yelling "F Joel Embiid," and also the announcer who, after the injury happened, said, "Oh, he gets what he deserves." Oh, 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 classless, oh, oh. Oh. absolute absolute trash. That actually, that actually reminds me of something. Uh, we all remember a couple of weeks ago where the Philly fan threw the Met fan's phone onto the field yes. yeah. and how yeah. much that blew up. Yeah. Look how quickly everybody forgot that the Yankees fans threw literal trash and cans of beer at the Indians. Players. Oh, dude. Yeah. Guardians. The Yankees fans that, are the that, that, that happened by far. If I, I understand every Philadelphia fans, there are fans that are absolute horrible, disgusting human beings, like the guy who puked on the off-duty police officer's daughter. That horrible person, scum oh. of the earth, um, absolutely disgusting human being. Every fan base has them. Philadelphia has its fair share, but when an entire section in a Yankees game rains down garbage. Onto a team after a walk off, they ruined a walk off victory by throwing trash onto their own field. They threw their own trash from their own stadium onto their own field. It makes no sense. It was covered for like one, two days max, and we haven't heard about it since. Ask yourself if the Philly fans and Philly losing- don't need the story for the month. Yeah, well, if, so so I'm 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 going basketball here. I don't care. I'm, I got to get it out there. I have a forum for once, and I'm gonna gonna blast it. If the Philadelphia 76ers were losing a game defining series, a series defining game by 30 points in the fourth quarter, and they were yelling "F Fred Van Fleet," and then 
Tobias Harris came down through the lane and elbowed somebody viciously in the face and shattered their orbital. Do you think that it would just blow over like this? I mean, give me a break. If Philly fans have like the worst reputation and if it happens to them, to a Philly team, nobody cares about it. And that's a homer take and it is what it is. I'll, I'll, I'll own it, but it makes me sick, man. It makes me absolute sick. It's just, it's trash. Garbage. Kind of like what the Yankees, kind of like what the Yankees fans threw at the Guardians yeah. players. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and again, we have to differentiate because as Philly fans, we don't want to get the bad rap, and we don't want to give the bad rap to everybody. But those particular fans, every fan know, base has it, its disgusting, exactly disgusting exactly. fans. Um, I mean, I've seen a fair share of Philadelphia. I remember a time I was in Baltimore. I was uh, called a select. I was probably fourteen years old or whatever. It was Philly was down there. And um, well, I'm trying to think of the rhyme for the word that I was called. It was certain it rhymes with bag um, that I was called <laughs> by a Baltimore fan when I was 14 Jesus. years old after Philly won. And I'm sitting there like, dude, this, this guy was like in his 30s, 40s. And he calls me that. I'm like, really? You, you, you're going after a teenager here because the Orioles suck? Like, I think you need to reevaluate what your life here, buddy. Well, and so- I think it's. So to your guys' point though about Philly fans or whatnot, like with the whole um, going to the Yankees, throwing the trash on the field, that whole Angel Hernandez thing, like they were lucky that like all they did was yell at him in the when he was leaving because for how ruthless Philly fans can be, there could have been trash thrown out on the field. There could have been people trying to gang up and like stop his car. Yeah. I mean, but they but they didn't, and they still have that bad reputation. Right, and, the, and there has to be a distinction I mean, between. And look at the individual... video too. You brought up John, where even when he was late, leaving the guy videotaping, he didn't throw anything at Hernandez's no. car. He didn't scream him. He didn't cuss him out either. Angel Hernandez, you stink, and I don't like you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and we That's also have to the just... nicest way to insult somebody. And we have to make a distinction between individual fans and like collective section stadiums, et cetera. Right. So like if one fan calls you a name, that's one thing, but if it's an entire section of the Yankees game, or if it's an entire stadium or the in old Toronto, it, yeah. But if it's an entire <laughs> arena in Toronto screaming vulgarities at uh, the MVP, because they're getting trounced and just embarrassed on their home court. Topics that's for trash. another podcast, but he's not I'm winning fired up, man. Job. I'm fired up. <laughs> Good thing this is not a basketball podcast. Good thing we well, have one, uh, one here. I, I could go on that for 60 minutes. <laughs> if we have one, bring me on. I'll talk all about the Sixers. Uh, we do. It's called State of Basketball. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell them to bring on as a times. guest. I've watched it a couple times. They uh, does a very good job with it. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'll, well I'll, I'll go on there and I'll rip the Toronto fans a new one. <laughs> don't worry. You're not going to have to worry about cheering for the Sixers much longer because they're not going to make it out of the second round now. So, uh, what, a, what, a, what a great take. I don't know. It's a tough matchup. The Heat are good. The Sixers are underdogs, deservedly so, especially with them beat out. But, yeah, I don't know. Harden can sw- flip the switch. Maxie's a stud. Maxie's out of his mind right now. And Tobias Harris is showing up, man. So, not hey, to go off on a tangent. Go back remember, to baseball? But... Yeah, you know what? This is this is <laughs> go back to baseball. Yeah. I, I, I did leave the goal out there to let's see how far we can take this off the rails. And you both thought it was going to be me. And here we go with John. Yeah, well. Um, derailing well, a baseball hey, podcast. You know how you know how we can solve all the problems of everything that we have going on? Fire Angel. Just Savannah Bananas. bananas. No, 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 no. That's that. That's last. Oh. The Fire Wyoming. Angel. No, the Wyoming oh, yeah, State Penitentiary. 
All right, stars. There we go. Okay, that's, so a nice that's, a, that's a nice lighthearted topic to go to. Right. <laughs> All the problems that we have. Yeah, but see, Angel Fernandez would be perfect for this because, like, if he screws up a call, he's probably going to get like dead shot or whatever. Get dead. Um. So for those that don't know what the topic of this is, uh, let me see if I can share the screen. I mean, I, you're not going to be able to really read it. Uh, but I'll show you a little bit of what this is. Unfortunately, I can't find where Angel Hernandez is uh, umpiring next, but I know that CB Buckner and Jeff Nelson are out for the Yankees Royals games today. So, yeah. so good the, luck death row, with that. the death row inmates forced to play baseball for their lives. And this story came out in 2014, and we actually talked about this a couple of weeks ago um, that this story started taking traction again. So, the Wyoming State penitentiary all-stars or death row all-stars as you can see on this ad here or this book um these guys are murderers they're robbers they're rapists rapists. they all convicted all life sentences and they're playing baseball for their lives the only thing they love more than baseball is killing people yeah um so they uh some of the rules. So this all happened back in the, the Wyoming State Penitentiary opened in 1901. This all happened between 1903 and 1911. The state paid him paid these guys like well to set this up. Uh, so basically, if you made a good play or you won games, you had time taken off your life sentence, gave you an opportunity for parole. And if you did anything bad, you died. So, like, for example, here, the Wyoming State Penitentiary All-Stars played their first game on July 18, 1911, with a 12-man roster that included three rapists, a forger, five thieves, and three killers. Playing the Wyoming Supply Company Juniors, one of the best teams in the area, and the All-Stars opponent for all four of their games, the All-Stars trounced them 11-1, to largely thanks to right fielder, Sang, who hit two home runs, including a grand slam. That's where the interest came into play because this ended up knocking some time off of his sentence. And instead of sentenced to death, he ended up getting a life imprisonment sentence later that month. So it's kind of kind of different. I mean, it's real life longest yard, but with baseball, right? In a way. We couldn't get away with this today, guys. <laughs> um, I don't think you could get away with it much back then. Uh, but, you know, back then didn't have the power of Twitter. Yeah, corruption. Yeah, I mean, just reading on here a little bit, looks like he was supposed to go to death and then they wanted some more games. He appealed, lost his appeal. He was only being kept alive solely due to the fact that he was talented. <laughs> hey, man. Listen, you're a horrible scumbag of a human being, but you can pick it at short, brother. Then they had a couple bad games. He ended up being executed in on May 24th of 1912. So you're talking about almost a full year before he ended up actually dying. You needed him for the big game, man. You know, sometimes... You do some things for the batch you need in the lineup. Can you imagine though today if like Angel Hernandez, uh, guys like Trevor Bauer, Odubel Herrera, like this is how they had to like, oh, 
you're going to go to jail or you're bad or you made a bad call. So we're just going to throw you to prison. Yeah. Couldn't do that. It's kind of weird how times have changed, but baseball, it's a baseball thing, I guess. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, let's be honest here. We're not, wishing ill will upon Angel no. Hernandez or Trevor Bauer or, or Dubal Hernandez or the fan who in Baltimore who called me that word. Um, but, you know, it would be interesting if you could collectively put a team together of questionable people, including umpires calls, like what, what would that team look like? Do you think that would be pretty interesting? Like, it would look like the University of Miami's football team Ooh. years ago. <laughs> yeah. not, not, what about what about uh, the Gators? Yeah, cool. Catholics versus convicts, right? That's what it looked like. Yeah. Well, no, I was talking more or less the. I, uh, yeah, the Aaron Hernandez. The Aaron and, Hernandez team. Yeah. With Tim yeah. Tebow leading it all, not the killing. I mean, the this the but team, Tim, Tim Tebow leading the team, and Urban Meyer, another low character guy, leading the way. <laughs> but I mean. Tim, let's, you, let's hit it, you hit it right on the head, though. This is baseball's version of the longest yard. Just not as many dumb people. Not as many deplorables. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, I mean, it's 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 an interesting thing, though. And you look at the, almost consider it the wild west of baseball. <laughs> Apparently, it's the prison league. And, <laughs> you know, honestly, if you're thinking that way, like, you know, there's some guys that, have played games where, you know, there's a loved one in a hospital, like, uh, not Angel Hernandez, um, El Duque uh, pitched a no-hitter. Uh, wait, no, I'm getting it mixed up. Who was it that threw the no-hitter after his dad died? Stock Gooden. Stock Gooden threw a no-hitter, like, a day or two after his dad died, and, you know, you have that on your mind. Imagine playing the game where, oh, crap, I just booted a ball. I'm going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Like that takes a whole new meaning of, well, coach is going to have my or, ass for uh, this one. Oh, what is the guy's name from the Red Sox? You fudged that play at third base or first oh, base, whatever. Um, It's uh, Buckner, Bill Buckner. Yeah. Oh yeah. Can you imagine like, okay, you misplayed the, the ground ball that could have ended the game. And guess what? Well, you're getting shot next. Like, that's unreal. That's unbelievable. Um, but I mean, at least you got so in a way though. It is kind of. Do you cool think this see. Wyoming team was the original murderers row of baseball? Possibly, but what I find kind of what I find kind of interesting though is they did reward you for great play. I mean, they rewarded yeah. you by living. What bigger gift is that? But Where but was- still though, like that's uh, depending on what kind of criminal you were. I mean, obviously, if you killed somebody back then, you were going to die no matter what. So that didn't really matter. But yeah. Um, the fact that you read, like I read that one guy, his life was extended bit purely because he was talented. Just goes to show you that like, so there was a little bit of human decency behind that. Like, okay, yeah. So we're using you for your talent, but we're at least trying to keep you alive for a little while longer instead of just killing you right away. So. Listen, there's a guy on trial right now. We think that's going to overtake you at shortstop. We just need, we just need you to stay alive a little <laughs> bit longer before we replace you. Um, yeah. So we'll go into this topic. This is I can't wait for this one. I've been, I, dude. I've been talking about this one for a while, and I, I really want to buy one of their jerseys. If you don't $75. know, five dollars. If you don't know anything about the Savannah Bananas, you're living under a rock right now. This is the content we all need. Yes. Uh, 
off the rail show, as we said at the beginning. So this is don't be surprised with anything that we're showing you today. Um, the Savannah Bananas are actually it's a, a. It's been a two week absence. I think we needed a little off the rails entertainment. Yeah. So the Savannah Bananas, they are what we say a coastal plain league. It's a summer college league. They're actually a really good baseball team. Um, but their premier team is the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. And we're going to show you some entertainment here of the Savannah Bananas, if you don't know who they are. So- who, who sell out every game, who have turned an entire franchise around. They've made baseball fans out of people who have never watched a baseball game in their life down there. What's this one with the two dudes? I don't know. I got Which one? This one? Uh, the, no, no, no. Down, down one and over to the right. Yeah, that one right there. Okay, hold on. Of course, Tim wants to watch this. <laughs> so this gotta, is how. What did, what, did, what did that guy in Baltimore call you again? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you're about to score off WWE way in style, but two step instead, this is how they determine their starting pitching matchup. Um, this is one, Tim. So, John, you'll like this one. Tim and I saw this one earlier. Where was it at? Got, oh, no. Oh, is it the splits? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that one, bottom left. It. You just uh, over to the left, right there. Oh Watch this. Gosh. Watch this. Now there's audio too, but you won't be able to hear us if we play the audio. Oh, that hurts just watching that. Watch this. <laughs> and he runs it out the first. Hard ninety. Hard ninety. Oh my god. How I mean, that's inter- what minor league baseball is all about, though. I mean, it's like it's the marketing. It's I don't want to say. I mean, this is gimmicky for sure. Most is. I mean, most minor league baseball is gimmicky, but I mean, it's good, man. It's 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 a a good model. I don't know. I, I like it. Yeah, you I mean, gotta pull up pull up the Dallas one, Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders one there, Trace. Oh yeah, it's the one with uh, up top row, uh, over one. Oh yeah, this one. Okay, yeah. yeah. So these are college kids, and you actually have to try out for this team. And this is the kind of stuff that they do, and they're doing a a, a world tour right now. So like, this is this is what makes There's, baseball fun again. Those high kicks are not nearly high enough. <laughs> I think get, 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 get Tim and Trace, get Tim and Trace out there. Show them how to do a real high yeah, kick, boys. Let me see, let me see if I can find this one. I, Tim's I'm very limber. You, I used to be. I'm telling you, boys. Like this is this. Is oh, there's American the machine. Favorite. Oh yeah, here's oh, there he my is. favorite. Oh, Burt Kreischer, yeah. the, the Burt Kreischer video taking BP for the Savannah Bananas. This is this is that. what this is peak Mick, male Mickey Mantle gene, baby. Yeah, it's it, the Mickey Mantle gene. Look at that not, guy. You may not like it. Ooh. That is peak male performance right there. It is. So it is. So we probably did that after drinking seventeen Tito's and sodas too. Here, <laughs> double seventeen here, doubles. Here's what's great about these was guys. smoking in the back. So here's what's great about some of these guys though is like uh, so one of the rules they have. Let's see this. What's this one? It's, the dirty dancing celly for us. Watch this. This is good. Um, but one of the uh, rules that they have is if you hit a foul ball and into the crowd and the fan <laughs> catches it, it's an out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's pure entertainment. There was the one that got him to go viral. I got to see if I can find it. I mean, I've, Guyland I've is the... bad on fire. Oh, I've seen that one. Uh, that, did you see the video of the person on the stilts oh yeah that, that's like up here Where's it oh wait at? oh stilts on the mound I, didn't know stilts. I haven't seen this one that's not the right one um but yeah so the, they actually 
Oh, oh there's your Batfire one. Yeah, we'll see this one first. Like, this is actually pure talent, though, the fact that these guys can do this and then just throw a pitch right after. Look at this. What do you, what do you, <laughs> what do you think takes more practice, the uh, dance or the curveball? Yes. <laughs> the bat the ball, though. <laughs> yeah, it was. Here, this one. This is what made him go viral. So the party animals is like they're – it's basically their entire team gets split into two different teams. And uh, yeah, this guy literally comes up with his bat on fire. This is what made him go viral. This actually made ESPN. This yeah. is how everybody found out about him. And Too bad he did the single. Yeah. So p- these guys are pretty entertaining. Um, let me take. Let me stop sharing that. Was there? So, speak, speak, John. You were saying earlier about minor league baseball and marketing and all that. Is there any good uh, yeah. minor league baseball tales you have from a marketing standpoint? The hot dog eating contest. I was I was going to reference the hot dog eating contest <laughs> on Fourth of July. So so hold on yeah. before we before we talk about that, let's let's clarify here once. Tim was there. He was the cameraman for us for this. Um, I wasn't I wasn't the one filming you guys. No, but, but he was, was a cameraman was, there. This was at the Harrisburg Senators, by the way. So I'll let John take it from there. But Tim was there. He just wasn't there. there. I didn't know you guys at the time. Yeah. Yet I'm making so fun of you as like I do now. There's a group of probably 10 of us, I'd say, roughly. We're at the Senators game and a little tuned up. And uh, <laughs> a I guess we're, oh, yeah, we're walking around this at some point. the 4th of July, and, baby. And we got, we got recruited by somebody to go into a hot dog eating contest, which I thought was a great idea because it was free hot dogs. So uh, there's, what, five or six of us that were doing it. Our one friend, Robbie, actually won it. But, um, yeah, we were, we were slugging hot dogs, uh, waving American flags, doing Tim Tebow poses. Didn't you uh, only eat, like, two? I ate three at a slow, leisurely pace because <laughs> you, I got the I, free meal. Yeah, I got the free meal. It was great. And Robbie ate a ton. And he actually won a dugout suite. So we went back a couple weeks later and had the dugout suite because <laughs> he won that. We actually but, took like four of the top five spots. Yeah. I mean, and, you, get a, you, you get guys that are a little tuned up and you, you just shove free food in front of them and they'll, they'll slug it down, man. And it was a long inning too. It was like a half an inning and it was like yeah. a six run inning and like never ended. So it just kept going and going and going. I know. I, I know how we got recruited. I remember how we got recruited because Sawyer was with us and he thought that the girl at the one stand was cute. And she was the one who was like, Oh, you guys should sign up for this hot dog eating contest. Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, yeah, guys, let's go sign up for the hot dog eating contest. So we all signed up because Sawyer convinced us. <laughs> That's so had, like, out of character. So out of character. And he had like two. Yeah. He's, he's just like me. Just go yeah. for the free food. I remember yeah. one, uh, I was up, it was my brother, my dad and I, we were up in Cooperstown and we decided, you know, there was a New York single A short season pen league up there. It's like where the guys go who just get drafted. And we go to this stadium. It is one of the ricketiest stadiums I had ever seen. Like it was literally held together with like plywood. It it seemed like. Um, you, you know the league from Major League where Bob Euchre holds the microphone out. It's like listen to these fans roar, and yeah, there's like, absolutely oh, yeah, nobody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, they don't make the noise. He's like, listen to those fans, and it's quiet, and he like takes the microphone and he does like one of these things. Yes, they love their fans here in Cleveland. <laughs> there was the standard, you know, da 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 charge thing, and they rang it off. You hear da 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 da, and then the buzz of the generators powering the lights in the outfield, and then my dad and I just howling in laughter. 
because we were like one of 15, we were two of 15 people in the ballpark that night. Um, they had special promotions for the, right there. They had special promotions. Um, some first baseman like roped a double and they're like player number 20 for the opposing team has won a free six inch sub from Subway or Quiznos on main street. And I was like, okay, that's kind of sh- kind of crappy. Um, and then he makes a backhanded play tripping over his shoelaces and uh, makes the out at first. And now it goes, oh, my God, first baseman number 20 has won himself a free bagel from Jerry's Bagel World on Main hey, Street. And my dad, and I look at at, my dad and I look at each other and go, hey, he just needs a home run. And he gets a foot-long sub. So <laughs> he's got breakfast, lunch, and dinner covered right there. So, so that brings us now. Well, so since since we're on the topic of Savannah Bananas and promotions and stuff like that, I found this from Bleacher Report. This is good entertainment. So we're going to end with this because this is back in – this came out 2011, but this is still pretty good. Um, Here's some promotions that have happened over the years before this. This was – first one is Nobody Night, the Charleston River Dogs. Nice. Last day, affiliate of the Tampa Bay Devil Rays wanted to set a record no one could break, so they decided on Nobody Night, a night where they would padlock their gates and not let a single fan in until the game was official. Baltimore did the same thing. Well, yeah, but theirs was because of the uh, riots. Um, the Altoona Curve had a night called Awful Night. The promotion's aim was to give the customer a bad experience. The first 1,000 fans got a picture of the general manager's gallbladder. Ugh. That's, that's, that's pretty bad. What else is on this list? The toilet seat night, the Hudson Valley Renegades decided on a promotion that gave away a toilet seat to their first 3,000 fans. Hey, sometimes you need It's actually it. useful, though. Yeah, it's, that's <laughs> useful. Uh, Terrell Owens unappreciation night. Oh, <laughs> uh, which, which team was this? A semi-professional baseball team called the Atlantic City Surf got an idea. This is in 2006. Mm, uh, they shocking. just had an 81 cent hot dogs in honor of Owen's number and whoopee cushions with his face on them. <laughs> That's probably after he burned the Eagles. Yeah, I was going to say, was that after it was he crunched? Two, 2006. Yeah, yeah that, that about checks out. 10 cent beer night. Oh, where? Take, sign me up. Um, Pol- political correctness night. Pass. Don't sign me up. <laughs> zebra pants, zebra pants, and a monkey. I'm, not sure what that one is. Whiplash. Oh, cowboy monkeys. Cowboy. Oh, monkeys the cowboy monkeys. Yeah. I got. I, yeah. I, I. I remember the cowboy monkeys. I was oh, filming yeah. that too. Oh, here you guys go. Mike Tyson ear night. The minor league baseball team, the oh, Fort yes. Myers Miracle, make multiple appearances on this list. They must have some good um, public relations. I found. <laughs> I found one here. Uh, this was from 2016. The Fresno Grizzlies had a taco truck throwdown night. I just saw that too. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Amazing. I mean, this is, I'm just, some of these are great, dude. Here you go. Here you go. G string night, the Charleston River Dogs. Uh, that's a, that's a pass. <laughs> they gave away G strings to select fans. <laughs> I don't know how many people want to see us wearing G strings, boys. Uh, they also did, on top of this, they did a vasectomy night. Oh, God. <laughs> snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. Do you know the, the, the physical toll it takes on a man to get three vasectomies? Funeral night, the Hagerstown Suns gave away a funeral valued at over $6,500. But again, that's, 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 that's really useful. It really is. It's expensive to die anymore. I mean, dude. So, but, this, you know, with advances great. in modern medicine, I can't see why we don't live, you know, another two, three hundred years. 
<laughs> uh, come man. on, John. come on. John. What's that from? Um, that was one of the uh, Will Ferrell movies. Uh, I thought. Yeah. I can't. Well, you guys missed one. my Office reference. Trace probably got the Office reference. I did. I just. I didn't, I, I didn't quote it very well, but you know, snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. You know. I mean, here here's some like from like Massachusetts minor league baseball promotions in the year 2018. Just axe women loggers of Maine, a goat bobblehead, but they couldn't actually put Tom Brady on it, so they put a goat with his jersey number on it. I mean, <laughs> I I kind of want to get one of these. I'm just looking around here for crazy minor league baseball stuff, and uh, I forgot it. Lehigh Valley was bacon, bacon USA. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, good point on that. And then uh, you also have the double-A team of the Rays being the Montgomery Biscuits. Oh, here, in 2009. <laughs> there you go, John. Uh, shout out to Kim. There's, <laughs> throw that up there, Trace. Here, here's, here's, here's one for you. In 2009, the Mahoning Valley Scrappers, Class A affiliate. And that's of, why you're marrying her. <laughs> the Class A affiliate of the Cleveland Indians held a all-you-can-eat night. One, but, but five finalists and one lucky eventually got down five finalists and one lucky winner got a free liposuction treatment as well. Interesting. <laughs> oh, I do, do want to make a shameless. I want to make a shameless plug right now for Tim, uh, since we know Kim is watching. I would like to politely encourage her to allow Tim to Kelly Green the wedding. <laughs> Good luck. Can we have that second night at your wedding? <laughs> hey. On that note. <laughs> yeah, on that note. That was uh that was a, a different uh um, was... different show today there, boys. Was... A little off the rails, just like we planned. I mean we were or actually just like weeks. we didn't plan because it's off the rails because we didn't plan, but we just went with it. <sighs> It was fun though. I, I mean, if we gotta have fun shows like this on occasion, it can't always be absolutely. I mean, it was somewhat serious the whole Trevor Bauer thing. So, um, well, I do want to until uh, we dove into Amber Heard. Yeah, well, my, off the rails. My parting words are that Nick Nurse, Pascal Siakam, the Toronto Raptor fans, oh, here we go, um, and the announcer are complete and utter punks, and they suck. Yeah, well. Teach their own, I guess. So, uh, uh, I have a final word here. Angel Hernandez, you're a horrible umpire, and I don't like you. All right. Second well, that. My, my uh, final words are uh, make sure you check myself and Tommy Boy out on Checkers and Records on Tuesday night. We got a pretty good show coming up. Check out all of our proud sponsors here at the bottom for BW Sports 1 and some of our other shows that we have. State of basketball, John, you'll like that one because that's, you know, up your alley. Bring me uh, on, boys. I'll talk Sixers all night. Super kicking it with Steven. Uh, quant- uh, combat zone sometimes we'll get on. Um, the Dukes of football. We we talked about doing Dukes of football during the draft. So from everybody at BW Sports 1, all of our partners, and of all, all of our other shows, thank you for tuning in. We will hopefully Except see everybody. Yeah, hopefully we'll we'll be on for uh, next week too. Sounds good. Screw you, Angel Hernandez. <laughs>